Today on Pilgrim Radio's His People, Tim Kazee using his own story on the stories of others to help us find our way through uncertain times and difficult days. And this Christian was was there and who spoke some English and he was sharing with me from Jesus' own words, let not your hearts be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions and I go to prepare one for you. It was this, this heavenward Christ focus when he's standing in the middle of ashes and ruin and risks and, and, and ongoing threats. So I was just struck by how God can and does steady his people in the hardest of circumstances. Tim Kazee, next. Author, filmmaker, and founder of Frontline Missions International, Tim Kazee has spent years traveling the globe documenting the gospel's advance in regions of war and persecution. The backdrop for today's discussion, though, is a battle Tim's involved with of another kind, with cancer. In his new book, A Day's Journey, Stories of Hope and Death-Defying Joy, he writes about those who have taught him so much about making each day of our brief lives count. Tim, prior to this book, tell us what you've been involved with. Yeah, I've been involved with a mission called Frontline Missions International, and we work in uh, gospel destitute parts of the world. And and in that capacity, I have traveled to war zones and field teams and uh, assessed projects, and along the way have journaled about what I have seen of God's work in the world. And, and I think it's really important in, in my role to share what I'm seeing, uh, because at, at the heart of what I do is I'm a writer, even though I have a lot of administrative responsibility. Uh, that's what I love the most is to tell the old, old story of God's work in the world and to cause believers to look up and praise God, and also to remember that the church is not in decline, uh, and God is at work all the time, all over the world, as he's gathering people to himself. So I've written dispatches from those front lines, uh, but um, about three years ago, I got the first of two serious cancer diagnoses, and, um, and that would... So suddenly stopped my life of motion, and um, my days were occupied mostly with doctor's appointments and oncologist visits and scans and radiation and biopsies and, and all the rest. So you received a, a terminal cancer diagnosis, do I understand correctly, Tim, one in 2019 and one in 2021? That is correct. Yeah. And the battle continues? Is that correct? Or, or how, how are you doing? Yes, uh, I, I, I've gone through a lot of intense uh, chemo and radiation, um, which was not enough. And so then I went through a bone marrow transplant mm. and got through that uh, by God's help. And that also did not, uh, it, it did a good job of beating back the cancer, but did not eliminate it. So I'm still living with that and and going from scan to scan. Uh, God has helped me and I have a, a measure of strength back. And so 
um, I'm still as active as I can be, but those are the realities right now for me. And you just, uh, you told me right before we began talking for this conversation, and I want to get right to your book, A Day's Journey, but that you just finished traveling with well-known Christian blogger Tim Challies around the world, and uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yes, uh, Tim and I, in 2019, uh, we, we got together and planned this project called Worship Around the World, where we would, in a sense, track with the sun on a given Sunday and go to uh, churches that are theologically sound, but culturally a, a fitting for the location. Um, and, and so we plotted all that out, made our plans, and then uh, several things happened uh, within the space of a year. One was that uh, I got my first cancer diagnosis. Uh, COVID hit, uh, which had a huge impact on international travel. And then tragically, Tim's son passed away. Um, so he and I were both dealing with lots of things. And so this project got put on hold for about three years. And this year, God helped us to take it up again and do all the, the travel portion of it. Uh, the project that we envision is going to be a 12-episode a uh, film series hmm. and a book that will go along with the, with the film series. We've been traveling a lot this year uh, to go to those locations. Uh, the, the first episode opens just west of the International Dateline on the island of Fiji. And from there, we went to uh, Seoul, Korea, and Sydney, Australia, and Cambodia, and uh, Zambia, and Poland, and North Africa, and across South America, and we just uh, last week got back from the Aleutian Islands uh, in Alaska. Worship around <laughs> the world. Me, it makes me tired just uh, <laughs> listening to that. <laughs> it's amazing. It cer certainly fits in your uh, your wheelhouse, if you will, uh, yes, of what you're known for. We, we want to magnify God through this. We want, we want Christians, when they go to church on an average, typical Sunday morning, to realize that they're part of something so much bigger than what they see around them. Uh, they're, they're part of the, the great church of God and what he's doing in the world. Well, Tim, let me ask you about, about your book, A Day's Journey, mm -hmm. Stories of Hope and Death Defying Joy. Tell us uh, why you wrote it and the, the significance of the title. Well, as I mentioned, when my life in motion suddenly slowed down a lot uh, with the, the cancer diagnoses, especially the second one, I dealt with the the time and the circumstances and the, the suffering involved and the uncertainty involved by writing about it. I journal about my cancer journey in this book. Um, but I also, this isn't a book just about cancer. It's a book about how we spend our, our lives, our days, our, our precious bits of vapor life, as James calls it, um, because life is exceedingly swift and it is also exceedingly precious. And so uh, before God, how do we spend them well? In a day's journey, I, I start out by talking about, uh, writing about uh, the importance of ordinary days and also the, the urgency of life and how circumstances can change in a day. 
Uh, there's a whole chapter about that called Stumbling into the Future. Uh, I write about the power of memory in a, in a chapter called Time in a Rectangle, um, because that's a very important part of each of our stories is, is how we remember things and the, the very the conjuring power of memory. And in that chapter, I go back to my hometown in Virginia and um, found my house that I grew up, where I grew up in. Um, many of your listeners have probably experienced the same thing and just realizing the, the transience of life. Um, but also went back to my little church where I first heard the gospel and, and believed on Jesus. And it was a good exercise for me to write through these things. And then in the middle part of the book, I, I write about people who've taught me so many things about courage and hope and wonder and worship uh, and about their, their bold witness to the reality of Jesus's resurrection. Uh, and these are important things to, to stabilize me as I'm going through my journey. So I, I spend a day with different people and I, and I write about them. And um, that's in the heart of the book. And then the last part of a day's journey is called Toward Evening. And that's when I'm journaling through chemo days and the transplant and the efforts at recovery afterwards. Uh, Tim, I'd like to ask you about uh, the first part, the setting out uh, part of the journey. And you, as you said, you, you even use that phrase, the importance of valuing the ordinary days. Well, we, we first of all have to recognize that most of our most of our days are ordinary, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Most everyone's days are ordinary. Sometimes we look at the even the heroes of, of the faith. I, I I was really impacted by reading the journals of William Carey, who he, who was the father of modern missions and did just heroic things, Hebrews eleven kind of things for for God in, in his pioneer work in India, and yet. When you go through his journal, he'll write down, it was a miserable day, and I feel so far from God today. And in another entry where he writes about nothing but pride and peevishness in my heart, you know, I wish this day was assigned to oblivion. You know, this is William Carey yeah. writing this. You know? So we need a reality check just about how, how life actually goes. They're not highs and highs or even highs and lows. Most of it is sort of ordinary in the middle. Uh, and and there is joy in those days that we have to look for. But we also have to, to look up, uh, as Jesus said. Uh, I, I think about those, those passages in the Sermon on the Mount where he is probably literally looking out and saying, hey, look at that bird. Look at the birds of the air and consider how how what they are teaching us about our God. Look at the flowers. Look at these wildflowers here on the, on the hillside and remember how your heavenly father clothed them. You know, all of those things are, that are around us do magnify the, the power and the grace of God. And it's, it's especially his children who should be seeing that and, and glorying in that. So those are ways I think that we, we, we do a, should address these ordinary days. But if we just look at ordinary days as boring days, then we're gonna we're gonna miss out on so much of the precious time that God gives us. And when certainly it sounds like this connects to your journey, 
with cancer that uh, the ordinary days, as you say, maybe look in, for, in some ways maybe tedious or whatever, and yet when, when times become difficult, suddenly those ordinary days may look, you, you may yearn for them. They, they, you look back on them with wonder. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, there's an interesting passage in, in the book that I was uh, quoting from Solzhenitsyn, who wrote a book called Cancer Ward. And the, the lead cancer doctor gets cancer. And suddenly her world just comes crashing down and it affects her. And she longs for the, the ordinary days of, as she called it, work and worry, work and worry. And now they seemed like, oh, if I could only be back there again, you know. So. Well, the book is A Day's Journey, Stories of Hope and Death Defying Joy. My guest is Tim Kazee. He's the author. He is also a filmmaker. He is the founder of Frontline Missions International. He has produced the Dispatches from the Front film series. And obviously, Tim, this book is uh, Dispatches from uh, Another Front, as you've explained to us. And in this middle part of the book, along the way, you are describing people, as you said, you, you, you spent a day with who were greatly encouraging to you, that, that, that strengthened you, that, that helped you to persevere? I opened that section with a day that I spent with my friend Rosaria Butterfield. Um, well, Rosaria has just shown me so much about the transforming power of, con of the gospel and of conversion. Mm -hmm. And uh, her conversion is from being an, an ardent opponent of the gospel, being a, a feminist activist, committed lesbian, uh, leader in the LGBTQ community uh, in New York, uh, where she was a professor, all of those things. Like she hated Christians and, and, and yet God saved her, radically changed her. And today she's a pastor's wife and mom and uh, just a joyful, amazing uh, sister in the Lord. And so it was a delight to spend a day with her and her family. And uh, it was on a Sunday. So I got to hear her husband preach and the fellowship afterwards. And she's written books about hospitality. And I got to see it live and, and up, close <laughs> and, up close and personal and delicious. Uh, what, a, what an amazing uh, servant and sister uh, Rosaria is. I also wrote a chapter about the death of my best friend, uh, a man named Jonathan Henning. Jonathan um, died of cancer, and I was not able, because of his condition, to spend one day with him, but it's hours spent with him after hospice was called in. And it is a sacred thing to walk with a saint to the to the edge of the river, and and I was allowed uh, th that that sacred honor uh, to be with Jonathan through those days at the end, and to and to and to journal about it, uh, to share his story about living well and dying well in the hope and faith of the gospel. Uh, John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress figures a lot through that particular chapter. Uh, about crossing the river. So that chapter is called A Day of Hopeful Planting because Jonathan was, among many things, a gardener, and he planted a garden that spring that he knew he would not live to see the, mm -hmm. the fruits of it. It was hopeful planting that mm -hmm. I wrote about there. Mm -hmm. um, Johnny Erickson Tata, a friend who's taught me so much about worship and 
the, the strength of her faith. She's one of the strongest people that, that I know. And yet she's paralyzed, as you know, from her neck down, but wow, what a, what an amazing sister in the Lord. And when I asked to, to spend a day with her, she, she told me I had a good laugh out of this. She says, it won't be very interesting, but there'll be a lot of singing. And uh, she she has this wonderful ability because she just lives in the presence of the Lord to um, to be singing a hymn that rolls right into a prayer and a praise and then right, right back into another hymn. And uh, she she has truly brought me into the presence of the Lord through through her ministry. Are there common threads, Tim, w w with these folks? Well, I think certainly the the the, the love of the of the, the gospel. Um, I, I think I, I've seen many of them, the, the importance of, of prayer. I, I think of Rosaria. I was able to just take a, take a look at her with her uh, approval, the, a look at her, her prayer list, just thumb through her little prayer journal. Was not surprised to see a heading called church family or family or neighbors. And 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 yet there was one page that said prayer for my enemies. Oh, and I was and their names there. And these are and her prayers for them were not imprecatory prayers. <laughs> they were prayers for God to to work and to bring repentance and help in that person's life and to see truth. And uh, it was it was very powerful because we can all say, well, we know Jesus said, you know, pray for your enemies, do good to those who treat you spitefully. But here was a, a living daily example of that, and uh, that was a that was powerful to me. Any other surprises? I think that in the chapter called Five Witnesses, one of the surprises th these are these are five people that have demonstrated to me that they live in the reality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that Jesus is alive right now, and uh, he is God, and he has conquered death, and he is bringing his people to himself. So they live in that reality, and these are people that I've met in Afghanistan and China and North Africa and Pakistan and one one of those uh, individuals in Pakistan, I, I had just been, um, this was a few years back, but I had just been at his, in his city where there'd been an attack by the Muslim majority. They were just a tiny Christian minority there. And, the, and a, a riot ensued. They burned every church and attacked every Christian's home. And there was a lot of suffering and charred remains of churches in that in that little town. And this Christian was was there, and who spoke some English. And he was sharing with me from Jesus' own words: "Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions, and I go to prepare one for you." It was this this heavenward Christ focus when he's standing in the middle of ashes and ruin and risks and, and, and ongoing threats. So I was just struck by how God can and does steady his people in the hardest of circumstances. It, it sounds, Tim, that it's, it's really uh, a thread in your book or implicit in what you're saying, the, the importance of the body of Christ for all of us, uh, being with other believers, uh, getting to know them, those that are 
well, particularly have gone through or going through some kind of suffering, and and the it, not just the encouragement, but the the way God uses it to help us to persevere in our in our life circumstances. Yes, and and that's that's one reason I'm asking God to help me to be able to finish this next book and this next project because, as I said, we we get a we get a glimpse of Revelation five nine. We get a glimpse of seeing. Jesus gathered to himself from all nations and languages a, a people for himself. So um, I want I want Christians when they go to church to realize that they're part of something much, much bigger than what they see uh, each week. Well, Tim, your book is A Day's Journey, Stories of Hope and Death-Defying Joy. My guest is the author, Tim Kazee. T- Tim, w- what is the connection, and you, you write about this, about that, that cancer has awakened more delight in what's in front of you rather than just what's ahead and and the connection to finding joy god had to slow me down like way down in my in my life and um and so i think that's that's what i i'm i'm trying to get at there is that we can slow down and just stay looking down but we can also slow down and look up and look around and see the the stunning beauty in his creation awaken our curiosity to what's around us um, look into people's eyes learn their stories see where their needs are see how because I have no pretense that this book is about all about my suffering not at, not at all there are people that I know that have are suffering far worse than than I ever did um, it's, it's not about that, but it is about uh, not living a life that leads to despair. And even as Christians, we can despair if our eyes are off of, of God. So slowing down and, and really getting, getting the word in my heart and believing it, praying against unbelief, which can so quickly rob us of our joy and our focus, well, Tim, in the third section of your book, uh, in the Towards Evening section, you write about the majestic Psalm 90. If you would talk about the importance of that psalm to you and what it offers to, to all of us. Psalm 90 sets up this incredible, what I call a cosmic contrast between God and, and man. And it opens with this truth about God and time, that He's not he's not bound by time the way we are. For him, a thousand years, which is almost inconceivable to even that amount of time to us, a thousand years is like yesterday when it's past. Like I can't even quite remember how that went. Uh, so it's it's so fleeting for him a thousand years. And then he he is the ancient of days. He he's always been and he and he is and he always will be. And then Moses shifts gears radically and and it's just like now about man you know 70 years 70 years is your allotted time if you if you reach it and and some of you by measure of strength might even reach 80 Uh, but your days are still going to be filled with hardships and troubles and and also by the way you're like a Unlike God, you're like a flower. You're like grass. You're just here today and you're gone tomorrow. And, you know, if, if, if the song was just left like that, mm-hmm. oh, that would be very <laughs> discouraging. But, but it's not. You know, God, by his grace, um, 
helps us to see that we, we, we have significance. And uh, it closes with a prayer for God to, to establish the work of our hands. And um, so it's, it ends with a good prayer. And in the middle of it, it also has a good prayer. It teaches to number our days. You know, given the fact that you're eternal and we are, we are, our, our lives are fleeting uh, and temporary, um, help us to number our days, to live them well, and also, God, please establish the work of our hands. That's a, a great truth that uh, a hard, there's hard truths in there, there's, but there's reality in Psalm 90 that we need to embrace. Well, Tim, I know I have to let you go, but I, I, I'm wondering, in your book, and it's just fascinating, I'm always interested to hear how the Lord leads people into particular kinds of um, ministries, occupations, what have you, that you began journaling, as you've been doing, writing dispatches from the front. This is a dispatch on your, well, your cancer journey runs through it, and the encouragement and the trial of that, and yet you, you began you're journaling as a boy, as a young boy. I, I wrote a, a bit about this in the book where I, I bought my first, my first diary and, and started keeping, keeping up with it. And uh, it, it, th- those entries are certainly not something I'd ever want to publish. <laughs> They're a kid's diary. But the, the most important part of it is that I, I kept up with it and I made a habit of, of writing. And then uh, many years later, I had the opportunity. Uh, I needed a job, and I got a, a job as a as a textbook writer, hmm. a high school textbook writer. And um, those years were uh, years in which I really felt like I was wasting my life. Just didn't see a lot of results from it, and it, it's. I just thought I was wasting my time, but I needed a, a job. I had a wife and and children, and so work. That was a good thing. So that's what I did. I went to work. But years later, I could see, I can look back and see that that God was using that in ways I could never have known because I needed the discipline of writing. Not just the write in a journal and compose little poems and collect quotations, but but no, to the discipline of sitting down every day, day in and day out, and writing a 600-page book. Research and write, research and write, research and write. Day after day, week after week, year after year. And, um, and that gave me a, a measure of discipline in writing that I needed. And, um, and writing would become a very important part of my ministry to this day. Well, Tim, as we close today, how would you like listeners to pray for you for this book? Thank you. Pray that this book would magnify Jesus in the lives of his people, and also awaken for people who are in despair uh, the fact that there is death-defying joy because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and that they would um, believe on him and follow him. So pray they would have that kind of impact. You've been listening to His People on Pilgrim Radio. Many thanks to our guest, Tim Kazee, founder of Frontline Missions and author of A Day's Journey, Stories of Hope and Death-Defying Joy. 
Coming up on tomorrow's program, it's Jason Thacker on artificial intelligence and how to think about it as a Christian. And I think that's where Christians have a unique opportunity to step into a lot of these conversations from doomsday fear to uncritical embrace to say, we know who the, the savior of the universe is. We know the end of the story. and We're called to cultivate that wisdom, that wise sense of discernment as we seek to love our neighbor as ourselves and to ultimately love God um, as the Lord of God Almighty who created us in his very image. That's tomorrow at the same time right here on His People. Thanks for listening.